Hello and welcome to Whispery Moon Tarot. This is a love note from horse or two horse, I don't know. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking over everything here. It's, <laughs> you want to know what I have a problem with here. I almost want to remove this card because I, I believe that it is, um, And we'll just talk about it. Um, I normally pull two archetype cards, okay, to describe the person this message is to, like two. And we got scribe, which is nice, okay, scribe, preserving knowledge and information. That's nice. Um, but then the prostitute card came up, okay, um, accentuates the challenges of survival without negotiating the power of your spirit, places material considerations and security above self-empowerment. Um, but it's such a triggery word, prostitute. And I think it's funny because everybody's a prostitute in some way. Everybody sells, everyone gets good at doing something and then they go out and they get money for it, right? Um, but you know, we have such a strong cultural negative connotation, uh, to prostitution. Um, you know, and personally, I don't have any issue with sex workers, period. Um, you know, take you're taking care of yourself and your family. Um, and there's a lot of other, you know, there's a lot of other jobs that are um, actually morally worse than, um, than prostitution. I mean, just think about, like, I, I, this is just such a weird thing to go down but it's you know it's current events you know like police are out there it's their job right to protect and serve but then you know ones that do have a taste for murder you know you wonder if they you know go and get those kind of jobs because they are at like a higher um susceptibility to you know that um killer instinct right um you know, and then there's like people that um, work for companies that are destroy people. You know, like I'll tell you this: I respect a prostitute more than I respect Chick Fil A. I do. <laughs> like I won't fucking, I won't give my money to that company. No fucking way. They're sitting there fucking, uh, you know, continuing a. Um, a negative connotation to the gay and lesbian community. Um, you know, so it's like, like I said, there's so much, like, I'm, you know, they're, they're pro like Chick-fil-A is a prostitute for Christian values. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're selling that Christian values with their chicken. Well, I ain't buying it. Um, but I'm just saying that there is, um, people sell stuff all the time. Right. Even my sex tarot is, you know, uh, morally questionable. Uh, anything that it is cam, you know what I mean? And like, so, and it's interesting because the moment you open yourself up to, um, a taboo, uh, stream of income and that's all it is, right. A stream of income. Um, you know, it comes, uh, comes with, you know, all those negative connotations culturally. Um, but again, you're providing a service. One thing I notice is, um, you know, 
since I've been single, you know, I talk to a lot more single people just because it's, you know, I don't know. It's just part of it, I guess. And you find out how uh, touched, depraved people are. Um, people that haven't had hugs in years or, you know, human contact is so minimal to them. Um, then you have like a whole group of individuals. I mean, I don't know if everybody's realized what's going to come down the pipeline here now that we're seeing more autism on spectrum, um, you know, down the road, these people all have touch intimacy issues, um, that, you know, go into their natural social distancing. So it's interesting to me because like, you know, the older generation, you know, they've either gotten divorced, this, they're all touch depraved because they came from a place where everybody was touching everybody all the time. I mean, I grew up in a place where it was very common for a man to come up and touch you, um, you know, uh, put his arm around, like that whole mentality of a man touching a woman's waist, um, like I come from, where I come from, the generation, it's very common for a man to walk around you and touch your waist. But if a woman were to do that to anybody else, it would look, be looked at as she was coming on to him. But literally, there's men out there that are all doing, like, you know what I mean? So it's like intimate space, your personal space, these things and these dynamics are changing as the generations change and as we get into this more... Um, isolated uh, civilization that we now find ourselves in and then it's only going to compound again with the with the spectrum issue um, so it's interesting to me because like I said I, I see a lot I get contacted by a decent amount of men and I and I know at the very core of all of their um, sexual advances is a need to be heard a need to be touched and, you know, um, to feel, you know, um, intimacy, not necessarily, yeah, they want to get off too. Every dude wants to get off, but what you're actually seeing is, um, they're one, they're, they're reaching out for, um, I can't get the word right now. It's like, I'm right around it. But it's an interesting aspect. And we talk about, you know, we are kind of diving into more sexual uh, themes and content here. And again, from my point of view, um, you know, this is shit I struggle with. So th to me, this is part of me uh, working through different issues and different um, uh, pat not patterns, but like social construct is, is the proper way to say that. You know, but the you come back to the reality that we're all like, regardless, regardless of higher values, which of course we want to keep in mind, uh, we are animals. There is sexual instinct. There is an instinct to procreate. Therefore, there is like sex is great, right? Getting off is great. And but why are why you have to ask yourself like why is the prostitution a prostitutes like that whole th that whole thing why is <clears throat> why is it so looked down upon as women you will you look at that as um well she'll do anything and I don't do anything so therefore I'm like subtly jealous of her um right because that's why women don't like prostitutes right and then you have men 
who um, subtly are resentful because they don't, they can't attract a woman to do that for free, right? And so you have this whole aspect of paid sex and non-paid sex, right? But the reality is, this is the sad reality, like all, like there is an exchange, there is a sexual exchange, therefore it does have uh, value that can be translated into monetary value, right? And this is like this weird point, like most men, like average housewife only has about 20 orgasms a, ye a year. because they don't have access, because they're busy, they're doing their lives, they have kids. Uh, yeah, they're fucking all the time, whether they're, you know, whatever their fuck schedule is, how many times is he getting her off, really? Is he gonna put in the extra five minutes of foreplay to get her off? I don't know, most of them don't. Again, because they're already treating their wife like a prostitute, like a free prostitute. Well, I married this one, and <clears throat> She's going to have my offspring. It is, like I said, and you go back culturally, women came with dowries. It's like this, like you're paying someone to fuck your daughter. <laughs> I can't even give this bitch away. I got to come with a dowry. Oh, man, this one come, this one's, this one's young, uh, virgin, and she comes with a dowry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, so it's weird that that is like white patriarchy culture is to sell women and then if, and then to make them, to make them more sellable, have them come with a dowry. You know what I mean? Like think about the monetary value that a father put on their daughter. And like when they had daughters, oh God, what is it going to cost me to get this one married? Right. And again, it's, you know, um, it's customary for the uh, the bride's family to pay for the wedding, right? And, you know, so, like, you have all this dynamic, like, in the white patriarch, they, women are so poorly valued that you can't give them away. It's like, it's a buy one, get one free, and then uh, it comes with all these, uh, you know, you get a perk package, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like, th that's how they're valued. That's how this culture values women. In the native culture, you, you know, the man, uh, the suitor, um, would have to bring horses, you know, and there was an exchange, like, what are you going to give me for my daughter? My daughter has a high value to me, you know, two horses. What? My daughter is worth five horses, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, a beautiful beaded, blah, 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 whatever, head, uh, headdress, right? That's what my daughter is worth. You want the chief's daughter? Yeah. You're going to have to bring some fucking horses. Oh, shit. That She really likes this one. This one she really likes, and all he can get is three horses, but she really likes them, and I know that he's going to treat her right. You know what I mean? It's, but think about that. The value of like, and again, in native culture, um, if there is a squabble or a breakup between a couple, the children go with the mother. There's no question. The children are owned by the mother. She had them. She takes care of them. They're hers. 
okay? Uh, again, you can tell this subtle difference between a matriarchal um, culture versus a patriarchal. And again, what are you? Are you worth five horses? Or do you have to give yourself away and um, with a coupon for a hundred dollar, you know, whatever? When the real truth of the matter is your sex is worth something. Every woman's sex, at the very end of the day, you know, we want to talk about this self-empowerment and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can sell your sex. That's how fucking valuable it is. Does that make you look at yourself a little bit different? Again, there is power in the prostitution, uh, the prostitute uh, archetype. And again, it's an agreement. You come, it's done. Bye-bye. I don't have to feed you dinner. I don't have to wash your drawers. You know? I don't have to have your child and take care of it. Because this was just a financial exchange. <clears throat> you paid me X and you got your fucking, you know? So it's interesting because we all get fucked in our heads when it comes to this theme and archetype. But the reality is even in a marriage, you know, I mean, I'm guilt, guilty. I mean, I used to give blowjobs just to get shit done. Like, you go do all this shit and I'll fucking blow you right now. Okay. Everything's done. Okay, that's totally worth a fucking blowjob. Again, we want to sit here and, and play <clears throat> values and uh, I am better than you because I don't, you know, sell myself. But everybody is selling themselves. Someone who is working at Walmart is selling themselves for $10 a fucking hour. And really, the reality is you're jealous because that prostitute just got how much for five minutes? How much did she get for five minutes? What was that? What was that, what was that a minute? Are you getting paid per minute? So, again, there is this aspect where, you know, of, you know acceptance and understanding that there is an... Uh, just because our culture... Um, you know, wants to pretend that, you know, women have to be given away. <coughs> you know what I mean? Uh, versus uh, what they're really, truly worth. And there was, think about for, think about how fucking valuable horses were. If you think about being in a native tribe, how... Is there anything more valuable besides your family and the people around you and your tribe? What's the next most valuable thing that's part of your tribe? It would be your goddamn horse. They treated horses like they were fucking humans. They got their own headdresses. When they went into war or battle, they, uh, they earned feathers just like a, um, just like a warrior. They were, they were viewed just as powerfully. And can, so can you imagine, like, the exchange for someone's daughter being, yeah, well, here are three workhorses, 
but then here are two fucking horses that you that you can ride into battle and they're sitting there with multiple feathers tied in their goddamn hair you're worth two war horses and three work horses right again though both systems are about um evaluating worth um overall and that is you know kind of a sad little part of uh of the whole earth is that it's all about you know what what are you going to do for me and even in relationships um married women are no different than an average prostitute right you're also a cook the cleaner and your prostitute too and I think that the more that women come to understanding these dynamics and that's why and maybe that's where the the idea needs to change a little bit for women like you know men are all out here slut shaming that one's giving it away for fucking free what a fucking slut yeah because there's value and the idea of that one out there giving it away for free, going all out, lessens the uh, lessens sex for all of us, the value of sex for all of us. Well, I can go get that for fucking free, right? And talk about the cow and milk right now if we want to, right? You're not going to buy the cow, right? I mean, how many turn into cows later? I mean, that's that's the next thing. You know, you marry them, you look great, you have their three fucking kids, it changes your body. <laughs> now, now they look at you like you're a cow. You know? Studs are really interesting. They really are. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I have this story. I don't know if I want to tell it. Yeah, I don't want to tell it. Anyway, they're mean. I mean, a stallion can—they uh, are not—they're no joke. They're full—they're full-blooded, full fucking blooded animals. And it's interesting to me because when you watch like hus uh, uh, horse hus husbandry. Uh, <laughs> I'm not into it. I've just I I like horses and you just <laughs> you know, get to know how animals all do their shit. But anyway, um when the, they want like ev like horses are really fucking particular, all right? And so um they're more human than you realize. And so when they bring in a stallion, uh like he may not get turned on by that horse, but they really want them because he's got good, you know, someone's paid for him. Uh, I mean, of course you have the artificial insemination, but this is how, you know, how they do it the old way. Um, but what they do is they bring in like a hot horse. <laughs> this is like hilarious to me. Like I watched this thing. They were going, they were talking about the whole fucking process. It was one of those things like, this is my job. Like it was one of the, <laughs> like, my job is to, you know, uh, get these horses together, let them fuck, and then put them back in their stalls. And I was like, okay, what a weird fucking job. But anyway, so they have this, like, it's like a pinup horse, but you know, so she, and she's beautiful. Okay. It's really funny. I, I have to look up the video. 
but she's like a redhead Appaloosa. She's hot as shit. She's got a little curl to her hair. And so they put her off to the side looking all fucking pretty. He walks in, sees her immediately like fucking hard. And then they take him over and have him fuck the, the you know, the brown horse. Right. But he's the whole time he's looking at the hot redheaded horse. And so there's like this whole aspect, even in like, that's just instinctual. Right. And you have to wonder how many horses was that horse worth? <laughs> you know what I mean? That, I mean, and then do horses have egos? Like, does that, re I know they have all sorts of personality. I know there's some horses that you got, like, there's, I bet this one person, and they have, uh, uh, I live out in Amish country, so there's horses everywhere. Um, and they were, they had these horses out, and I, I came up, and I was talking to this person, and, and I was like, um, I'm like, are they, are they nice? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, because I was going to pet one. I was, but you always ask. You never want to just go up and pet a horse. You don't. You don't. That's like, don't, don't, don't. You should always ask whoever is the um, the owner of that horse if they're a nice horse. Same thing with a dog, but you horses horses will bite the fucking shit out of you. I've watched, and that's, again, my story is about a stallion that went up and bit the shit out of another stallion's ass, took a fucking chunk out of <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um, and they have, again, all that hierarchy. You know, there is so much. And like I said, when you look at how animals mate, it gives us a better understanding of the instinctual issues that we're dealing with. But we're higher-minded beings, right? We're higher-minded beings, so we should be, uh, you know thinking about other things well and that's the thing like men can get away with not being hot because they're providers i mean that's i mean as a man how does a man value himself well do you look good uh are you are you a good provider can you fuck right do you eat pussy how do you how well do you eat pussy right i mean you can look at a man and see um does he have a good temperament is he well, uh, a temperament around children. I mean, you can look at a, a, a man like a dog, you know? Um, is he hyperactive? Is he lazy? Is he, you know what I mean? Men have value too. Again, we put a heavier, um, because women actually have more power because we are the sexual object and we have, we do have uh, free will to let them fuck us or not. Um, we actually do have more power than they do. And so the only thing they can do to get more power than us is go get more money. And so it, men almost in their um, weakness and their lack of sexual power have had to go compensate for it with wealth. So again, who the hell is working their ass off for pussy? Every fucking man is working their ass off for pussy. And that's the system they set up. They've set it up because literally they have nothing to sell. Right? Otherwise, all women would just go around and we'd have studs. Just waiting for this. I'm just waiting for my stud to come by. Right? <laughs> you know? Can you imagine a world like that? Like, 
It's like um, <laughs> an app where you're like, it's dud app. <laughs> There's my phone. Why is Kent calling me? Um, but can you imagine that? Like, you know, and you just flip through. I mean, where are these male prostitutes? Seriously, where are the male prostitutes? It should be like a stud app and then just get on the schedule. Like my, I got my, my stud comes by, you know, on Thursday afternoons, right? <laughs> kind of emergency stud, but oh my God, I need it now. <laughs> Where's the fuck? Where's this fucking stud at? Jesus Christ. But I mean, why? That, that's where we need to move. That's what. That's the energy. We need to move it to the point where, where are these male prostitutes? Because that's really all they're good for, right? What would you pay ladies for an orgasm? That's a good question. We know what they would pay. But I wonder what the going rate for a woman's orgasm is. Keisha, what would you pay a man? Well, it depends. It does. It does. It depends on how. It depends. Well, first off, it depends on how you know. Well, his appearance. <laughs> well, I'm being shitty, but if we're paying for it, right? If we're going to monetize sexual uh, male sexual, you know, favors here, let's go ahead and and think about it. Okay. Well, I pay more for a better looking dick. Okay. Yeah. It would be nice when they come all certified clean. I like that. I would pay. I would pay for. I would pay for certified dick. I would. I would. If it were certified clean dick, yeah, yeah, I would pay for certified clean dick. That's true. There needs to be more male prostitutes. Cause I mean, seriously, you don't have any of the bullshit. You just get fucked, right? And then what? They leave. You don't have to clean up after them. You don't have to, exactly. You don't have to do their laundry. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to coddle their uh, frail masculinity. You know? Where's my goddamn stud finder app? Where is it? Seriously, I'm just going to, I don't know. I don't know. You want dark hair today or light hair today? Hmm. <laughs> and that is the other question. If prostitution was legal all throughout the United States, where would we be now? How different would sex be? And would, would there be more male prostitution? There'd have to be. If maybe that is why they keep it illegal, is because they can get away with it. And who gives a shit? The fuck, some bitch goes to jail for fucking selling sex prostitution, right? Fucker, right? Again, back to this male attitude where they don't give a fucking shit. But if, prosti if prostitution were legal, oh, it would, there, there would be this whole nother aspect of male prostitution. There, it, I mean, they have their whole porn, but then, I mean, we, and porn's okay. Certified dick is a little bit different. Certified dick, certified orgasms. Imagine, guaranteed, <laughs> just read all, all the, guaranteed orgasm. Oh, and then imagine if you could do packages. <laughs> Imagine the dude packages. This is, we need to, I mean, this is, I mean, it's a great idea. Seriously. Stud finder. Just, you know, order your dick up. And you could be like, I want, I want 
him to be six foot. And it ma- like t- height does matter. I, I'm all these dudes get on boohoo, but it does. If you want to be fucked certain ways, how high like their dick is off the ground standing is important. <laughs> Especially to how where your shit is. Like, we are measurements. Where does this fit, right? Imagine if you could, if you knew your measurements. Like, I want my dick to be this big, this wide, this tall. I want his butt, really nice butt. I like him butt. And one of, and like, what if you could scroll through and just look at ass? Be like, okay, that's good. That's a good one. Oh, okay, he's cute too. Good, good, good. Right? Certified clean, certified orgasm. All organic dick. (laughs) Millionaire right there. Billionaire with that fucking idea. Like the reason prostitution is illegal, we think is all for moral reasons because women are going to get their panties in a bunch. Yeah, we're going to get our panties in a bunch because for once there is going to be good dick available. We're starving for good dick. And they're out. They don't give a shit. They don't change this shit. Make them the goddamn prostitutes. Because they are the fucking prostitutes. They're the ones out there working really hard so that they can be a good provider so a woman will look at them and want to have their children and say yes to the dress and the ring. Right? They're the biggest prostitutes of all. Seriously, all married women, they're sitting there they don't work they're sitting there taking care of kids i mean they're busy work life is life is work especially with children but all they got it like seriously he's bringing in everything and some of those women like women nowadays they don't like the 1950s woman is gone that i can make anything woman doesn't exist so most women today you know we're talking about hey honey pick something up on the way home from work so they don't have to cook. Um, you know what I mean? You've got your basic shit, blah, 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 blah. But this dude is out busting his fucking ass to bring you that paycheck so he can have fucking pussy anytime he wants. He has subscribed to your pussy. Anybody who is in a, in a committed relationship, that dick has subscribed to your pussy. Make sure he's paying for it. <laughs> They're the biggest fucking prostitutes. They really are. And that's what I'm saying. Like, is there really any difference? It, the difference is the orgasm. You're, are you, ha- you know, if you're married, are you having that? Like, say, 20 orgasms a year for the average married woman. There are uh, such a small majority of women are actually getting the fuck off all the time. And, like, that was the greatest thing about ending my fucking marriage. It was like, I can get off now. Like, I had an orgasm. I, like, when I first, I don't remember how I'm going down this whole, I haven't even got into horse's message. This is going to be an hour long, just like fucking Blue Heron. But whatever, we're doing it. I had, this is too much content for one week, so I'm just going to put a few of these out. What was I talking about? I don't even remember. What was I talking about? God damn it. What was I just saying? (laughs) I can't, I can't rewind. hate when it happens I'm talking about prostitution oh orgasms yes oh yeah so 
I read this article uh, before I got divorced about about women and their health and they needing 200 orgasms a year. And I was like, by God, that's going to be so fucking hard. Like, how do I, you know, I'm like 200, that's a fucking goal. Oh my God. Like, can I do that? And so I got divorced and I was like, okay, let's, let's just break this down and let's give it a try. Let's just shoot for 200 and see if we can do this. You know, we want to be healthy. We want, <laughs> all right. Optimal reproductive health requires 200 orgasms. Okay. Let's give this a try. Like eat a fucking apple a day. Um, yeah, it's a great exercise. Uh, I ended up for my first year doing it, I ended up, because I, you know, most women are capable of multiple orgasms, so I did count each orgasm singularly because that's how men would count theirs, um, and I came in around a thousand, and that was just like, all right, I'm going to have an orgasm a day, and then I doubled up, um, I doubled up during my heavy flow days, and so it was a few other days, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to masturbate in the morning, masturbate in the night. <laughs> You know what I mean? So uh, a couple of those, right? Uh, no problem. Average two to three orgasms per session because, like, you're already there. Why not, like, take the 30 seconds and get the second one and then take the next minute and get the next one, right? You know, why not? Because they're, they're all right there. All those multiple orgasms are all in this, like, sweet spot. After you hit that first one, it doesn't hardly take anything to pop off two or three more. It's, like, really easy. I mean, most women are just barely getting to orgasm when he is done and then you're sitting there. And, like, this is what's so frustrating. It's like it's fucking they're the, dudes are the biggest tease. Like, can you imagine Can you imagine blowing a guy and he just gets ready to come and you're like, stop. I'm done. They would think you were the evilest fucking piece of shit in the world. To get that close and stop. Again, what does it matter? <laughs> They're paying for their orgasm, not yours. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a second. Then I gotta come back because I like, I went down that prostitution card. God damn it! I have to talk about this shit. Okay. So I'm going to take a minute because I, I need to look at these cards because, you know, I need to look. We're going to actually do the message now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put shit on the front on the end of these. They didn't leave a message. It's probably a car warranty. Okay, so there we go. There was the prostitute. <laughs> Talk. Jeez. Oh, seriously, anybody ever call you a fucking prostitute? Turn around and call him one back. <laughs> Nobody here. Nobody sitting on this fucking planet didn't fucking sell themselves. Seriously. We all sold our souls to Earth to get here. You're all fucking prostitutes. Join the club. Here we go. Horse. Mighty horse. Power to run across the open plains. Or to bring the vision of the shields dancing in purple dream rain. Stealing horses is stealing power. It was a statement made frequently by uh, frequently in historical Native American and in a reference to esteemed roles which horses played in the Native culture. Horse is a f 
is physical power. Again, horsepower, yeah. Unearth, unearthly power. In the shamic practices throughout the world, horse enables shamans to fly through the air and reach the heavens. Um, I dream a lot about it. Like, uh, my sister uh, rode horses, and we, we've, I, I used to go, I actually went to horse camp every year when I was a kid just to ride horses. Uh, I, I haven't ridden a horse. It's been fucking forever. Um, but I do love, I do love it. I do love riding horses. They are fucking fun. They are fun. They are amazing. Like to feel the power underneath. If you've never ridden a horse, it's definitely something to put on your bucket list because there is no other experience like it. I mean, your butt's going to hurt when you're done. <laughs> it's going to hurt. That's how, that's how it goes. You got to get them really tight butt muscles to hold yourself up. But my best friend, uh, she showed um, and rode in, um, well, they were like obstacle courses. I forget what they, you know, like courses for Morgan horses. And she was like a national level uh, Morgan horse champion. It was fucking incredible. She was beautiful. She was fucking beautiful when she rode. And, and like she always smelled like oh, there's special there there is like bo like barn smell is uh a very unique smell and it's something only to horses and they are so beautiful and they have so much personality god damn i love fucking horses i do <laughs> who does <laughs> my neighbors have three and i look at i mean i sit, i sit on my porch and look at horses all day it's it's kind of cool uh, and it's funny because the horses all hang out like they have a really long, uh, they have a beautiful, these horses have absolutely a beautiful place to uh, graze. And so I can sit out on my porch and I can see them. But what's funny is they are always, like they, my neighbors have kids. These horses are always down by the bus stop by the end of the day. And so I think those horses started doing that when their kids were little, you know what I mean? Um, and then they come back up. I think it's so cute. And so they're always, those horses are always down, uh, when I'm waiting for my son to get home from school. So <laughs> I'd like sit there waiting for his bus and I would like watch the horses. That's nice. I wish I knew their names. I should call my neighbor and just be like, what are your horses' names? I just want to know their names. Because that's another thing. Like, horses all are, all horses are named, you know, unless they're wild. Sorry. Let's get back to this. Humanity made a great leap forward when horse was domesticated and discovered akin to the, it's a discovery akin to the fire. Yeah, no shit. Um, before horse, humans were earthbound, heavy laden and slow creatures indeed. Once humans climbed on horses' backs, they were free uh, and and fleet as the wind. Fleet as wind, huh? They could carry burdens for great distances with ease. Through their special relationship with horses, humans altered their self-concept beyond measure. Horse was the first animal medicine of the civilization. Humanity owes its incalculable debt to the horse and to the new medicine it brought. It would be a long walk to see one's brother or sister if horse had not welcomed the two-legged rider upon its back. Today we measure the capacity of our engines with the term horsepower, a reminder of the days when the horse was honored and highly prized partner with humanity. Dreamwalker, a medicine man, was walking across the plains to visit an Arpaho, 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 
Arpo-nation. Arpo. I think it's Arpo. He carried with him his pipe. The feather tied to his long black hair pointed to the ground, marking him as a man of peace. Over the rise of the hill, Dreamwalker saw a herd of wild mustangs running towards him. The black stallion approached him and wondered if he was seeking an answer to his journey. Black stallion said, I am the void where the answer lives. Ride on my back and know the power of entering darkness and finding the light. Dreamwalker thanked Black Stallion and agreed to visit him when his medicine was needed in the dream time. Yellow Stallion approached Dreamwatcher next and offered to take him east where illumination lives. Dreamwalker could share the answers he found there to teach and illuminate others. Once again, Dreamwalker thanked Yellow Stallion and said he would use these gifts of power on his journey. The Red Stallion approached, rearing playfully. He told Dreamwalker of the joys of balance and work and heavy medicine with the joyful experience of play. He reminded Dreamwalker that he could better hold the attention of those he taught with humor that was integrated with the lesson. Dreamwalker thanked him and promised to remember the gift of joy. Dreamwalker was nearing his destination and the Arpaho nation was close at hand. White Stallion came to the front of the herd. Dreamwalker mounted White Stallion's back. White Stallion was the, mess was the message carrier for all the other horses and represented the power of wisdom. This magnificent horse was the embodiment of balanced medicine, uh, of a balanced medicine shield. No abuse of power will ever lead to wisdom, said White Stallion. You, Dreamwalker, have made this journey to heal a brother in need and to share a sacred pipe and to heal Mother Earth. You have knowledge through humility and that you are an instrument of the Great Spirit. As I carry you upon my back, you carry the needs of the people of yours. In wisdom, you understand that power is not given lightly, but awarded to those who are willing to carry responsibly in the balanced manner. Dreamwalker, the shaman, had been healed by the visit of the wild horses and knew that his purpose in coming to the Arpat, our, our our I'm not sure. <laughs> I have to look that one up. Uh, Indian names are hard. Uh, we actually are pretty good here in Ohio. We have a lot of Indian names, um, like Tuscaroras, like Excuse me. All right, sorry about that. Kind of, I'm already at 42 minutes and I haven't even gotten to the goddamn message. That was an important phone call. So, excuse me. <sighs> okay, where were we? In understanding the power of the horse, you may see how to strive for a balanced medicine shield. True power is wisdom found in remembering your total journey. Wisdom comes from remembering pathways you have walked in another person's mo moccasins. Compassion, caring, teaching, loving, sharing your gifts, talents, abilities are gateways to that power. <sighs> okay. Here we go to our prostitute and our scribe. What does horse say? Horse is sorry. I truly, I'm truly sorry for my words and actions. 
I was working through my fears and I didn't want to surrender to the feelings that I had for you. And those feelings are that I want you and I need you all to myself. You are so beautiful. And I hope you can forgive me because I was just learning. I didn't see that you were needing rescue from goblins. I want our relationship to transform, to grow deeper. And I know that um, this love that we share can conquer and transform all things. I look forward to getting to know you better and for seeing your true authentic self. You know, um, waking up in the morning with your hair all over the place. Your authentic self. Where there is love, there is life. Yeah, within this life, um, I look forward to seeing you uh, without your mask on. Or your war paint, whatever it is. The tarot here says, <clears throat> I can read this two ways. Either friendships are an illusion, or um, this reunion, a reunion is an illusion, or cheating was an illusion. So I don't know. I, I can, let me clarify, let me just grab my clarifiers since I know exactly what they mean by this Three of Cups. Because one of the Three of Cups leads, I'm not sure, because it looks like it's an illusion. And that was a wish. And there's a wish here. To watch and study you. There was a wish, they wished to watch and study you. It's a, yeah, it's the moon, so it would be cheating. So they're wanting to say that this cheating was an illusion. Um, there was some something here about that aspect that was an illusion. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a dream, if they had a dream of cheating with you, or if um, they made it seem like they were a cheater, or if, it, regardless, this this kind of energy, it is cheating energy, unfaithful energy. Um, it could be because it's the moon, I would read it as shadow energy. Let me throw one more. It could be messages, yeah. Um, it was an illusion to cause confusion <clears throat> because there was a wish here um, when it comes to a queen of wands, this could be you. Let me throw one on the queen of wands. Queen of wands could be a promiscuous woman, a very attractive woman, a sexually uh, charged woman. Yeah. <clears throat> the cheating was an illusion because they wished... Uh, this is a really weird line, but I, I'm going to have to go with it. They wished to be committed possibly to... I don't know... I'm, 
don't want to like, I don't know the history here. So I don't know if it's too like committed to a slut or committed to a promiscuous woman exec- with this prostitute card here. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like there's this illusion of cheating, but the wish was to commit to this very hot sexual energy. So it's weird. So they put, I don't know if they had an illusion of cheating, but they were actually wishing to commit to this energy. I don't know. But they want, but they watched here, Page of Swords. But they watched it possibly backfire, tower, and then saw the choice was to move on from that world. Yeah, and that's the truth. They, wa they saw the truth. There was this illusion of cheating. <clears throat> Again, that was based on a wish to commit to this very sexually charged female energy. Again, you know, I don't want to call you a prostitute, but, <laughs> you know, you have a sexual aspect to you that is very allur alluring, I guess. So much so that you could probably charge for it, right? That's maybe how we need to take this, right? Um, but there there was some truth, this, you know, the truth was seen through this illusion, um, or this illusion created, like, again, a change. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> they just came out and checked my meter. I'm like, I looked out over the window and there's a dude standing in my fucking my goddamn window while I do this. Oh my god. This is fucking gave me a heart attack. <sighs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like my security is going off this whole time. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <sighs> Why did he walk up there? <laughs> he walked to I think that was fucking UPS. Why did he walk to my side fucking window? Why would he walk there? <laughs> I can look at this. Hold on. Give me a fucking second. It looked like fucking UPS. Was it UPS? Yeah, it was Prime. What the fuck did he do? Why did he walk to the front of my fucking window? Scared the goddamn shit out of me. What the fuck? Oh, you know, they, when they take the, when they return, when they do a package, they, yeah, GPS. I've seen them do that before. Fucking scared the shit out of me. That's why I thought it was my, my gas meter, not my gas meter, my electric meter was right there. Scared the goddamn shit out of me. Fuckers. That's what happens when you live alone out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you look out the window, you see something, you're like, what the fuck? All right. Where was I? It's the horses. I mean, I, I feel like we've been scattered. Scattered, <laughs> scattered horses. Yeah, so again, there was this illusion, but beneath it was this wish to commit to this, to this Queen of Wands, which I'm assuming is you here, thing, calling you hot and sexy. Um, and I don't know if you saw this as truth, or if the truth of this was seen through, but long story short, here's a tower. So there was a breakdown that led to a choice here, a lover's choice to move on again, from the world, to move on, possibly move away, possibly travel, or just move on from the cycle of it. 
So I feel like they're explaining themselves here to you. I feel like this is an explanation for what happened, possibly. And I don't know why they're being a dick with the other cards, but again, to talk about this stuff, I guess. Um, they want to let you know that your seduction makes them very happy um, and it feels compassionate to them and independent. Um, and they're really mad um, that there are lies between you. And that is right underneath this whole illusion of cheating scenario. But they're confident that, that this relationship with you will truly work because you are wild and you have, uh, you have the depth that they um, desire. All that, and there's the message. <laughs> I'll read the cards here. Oh my God, and I wanna read what this goblin card means. Let me grab the book. Where's the book? This is a new deck. Rescue makes sense, but what does goblins mean? Um, goblins. It's a new deck. I don't never like what a fear. Fear is an illusion. Choose love today. Forgive yourself and others. Goblins are born when you are wounded or something essential is lost in the experience. From that point on, as you forget your wholeness, they remain with you in shadow. They there they remind you of what brought them into being. Uh, by mimicking your voice, tricking you into believing that you are unworthy, victimized, or unlo unlovable. Uh, they hold you hostage through low self-esteem, self-sabotage, and the feeling that you're lacking what you need. If Goblin pays you a visit, know that they represent the shadow of your own self and someone else's, and that they are lead leaning you into the potential a potential reactive situation. Oh, so goblins are there to fuck you up. Goblins card appearance is an opportunity for growth. However, it is a signal that you must love yourself. No human is without flaw. Yeah, we're all pieces of shit. Anybody says they're fucking not, they're, they're, they're even bigger piece of shit. The goblin message is that you must release resentments and self ne negative self-talk. Within you is a spark of the divine. Ask spirit to help you heal. Miracles can and do happen. Let go of the negativity. So you, yeah, there needs to be some kind of rescue from your shadows, which are, again, your own shadows and how you feel possibly about the theme of prostitution and um, or that idea of, um, you know, selling uh, sex, sexual content even, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, there's like an aspect here of that. The tarot was three. Get the clarifiers out here. Hold on. Uh, three of cups clarified by the moon and page of pentacles, seven of um, cups, nine of cups, queen of wands, which was clarified by the hierophant, um, page of swords clarified by the ace of swords, tower lovers, six of swords, the world. All right, the emotions cards were... 
Seductive. Every night you seduce me in my dreams. Happy. I want to make you smile again. Compassion. Thank you for caring when no one else did. Independent. I admire your freedom to be who you are. Hostile. I don't want to play this game with you anymore. Lies. I can't seem to do what's right. Confident. Everything will work out for us. I just know it. Working. I'm just really busy right now. Wild. Nothing can tame a spirit like this. And depth. I want to give you more of me and I want more of you. I am truly sorry for my words and actions and surrender to the present feeling and work through your fears. Beauty, which I will read from the book in a second here. Let's see what that says. I want you now, aggressive, 26. Uh, these are my uh, shadow cards. I need you all to myself. Uh, forgiving and learning. As you release and heal the past, you experience more love in your present moment. I mean, all women need to work on this aspect of sex in their own self to, again, break down whatever patterns you were taught. We were all taught, you know, we were all taught that, you know, that's as bad, right? Bad. Transformation. Your relationship with one another is about to deepen. Love conquers and transforms all things. All, all women have, taught, have been taught from the time they were born is shame. Shame, shame, shame. You make a man orgasm, shame. Well, that's the whole fucking point here. It's a whole fucking reason this is all set up this way. <laughs> all about the male orgasm. And then you're going to be shamed on top of it. What's this whole point of all this? It's what this I, You saved all this money so you could sell me off to make this man orgasm. <laughs> right? Not even sell you off. You can't even give him away. That's what I'm saying. It's either one or the other. It is a transaction regardless of whether money is exchanged or not. Uh, where there is love, there is life. So every married woman is in some ways exchanging sex for money. So again, whatever judgment you have, just look around. You're, we're all prostitutes here, okay? The woman with the three kids sitting next to you in line at the doctor's office, yeah, she's a fucking prostitute too, <laughs> Okay. Everybody's a prostitute here. Get to know each other. Learn to meet one another's need for love and be authentic. Be real. Be true. Be who you are and how you feel. I mean, that's the fucking reality. And the more we all come into, like, learning, and, like, being able to say this is the fucking place I was born in. These were the cultural ideals. We live in rape culture, which is like theft of sex sex theft right and we live in a place where <clears throat> it's actually more illegal to steal uh liquor from a liquor store than it is to steal sex from a woman again another value issue in which our culture devalues uh, our safety our protection and the value of our sex right i mean if it again if someone stole sex from you it's another way of saying rape right where is your compensation if that were you know a, a computer from you know you'd be able to <laughs> you know take a little bit more action so people go to jail for stealing uh stupid shit all the time but no one goes no what no white boy goes to jail for rape make that clear only white boys don't go to jail for rape beauty <clears throat> beauty is like medicine it can heal even the most 
broken spirit. Beauty is everywhere in nature. Just look. Beauty comes in many forms and we can choose to find it. I love how I look. Rid yourself of, of clutter and what you find disagreeable. I see beauty everywhere and it raises my vibration. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're beautiful. And that is a sellable commodity. <laughs> it is. Beauty is um, one. This is a thing in our, it's, it's another interesting uh, aspect of our culture. Beauty sells, sex sells. They are by far the most valuable things, yet women aren't protected for the value of their sex, which is an interesting, um, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. So yeah, value your sex, value it. Do you, are you just going to give that to anybody? Right? And that's the thing. These, I mean, you got these boys, you know, if you're, um, you know, you, let's say you have that regular booty call. That dude's just coming over to get a free snack. He doesn't have to put any work, anything into it. Stop giving it away for free. Men everywhere will work them their asses off. Um, a man that is not attractive will work his fucking ass off to have an attractive woman. So, uh, you know, it's just a weird world we live in, right? It's actually ruled by our bodies and their desires more than it is. Um, about um, higher ideals. There we go. Horse. <clears throat> Horse message. Interesting message. Horse had some interesting shit to say. Certainly. Got me down a weird track, too. All right. All right. Horse message. They are what they are. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I think this is my last one for today um, for this set. So I, these were long. This one's an hour, and I know the other one was an hour. These were long love notes. Um, they're they're turning. I told you shit was changing. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> the feed is going to adjust uh, as we talk about different themes um, that Spirit wants to talk about. So, yeah, go like me on Facebook, Instagram. I do have a Twitter, by the way, and I do have a YouTube. At some point, I will be put, making YouTube videos. I mean, if you want to just sit down and go through all those, you can. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, and uh, I have a donate button on my website because <laughs> we're all prostitutes. <laughs> I'm over here giving this shit away for free. Uh, I'm not even a pro I'm not even a prostitute. I'm just a whore. I'm a this is just I'm just a tarot whore over here. I'm giving it away for fucking free. Jesus Christ, tarot whore. At some point, at some point, there will this will be sponsored. But um, yeah, I do have a donate button, so go hit that up. Uh, I and then if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. It's okay. I, I'm giving it away for free. <laughs> You need it. It's here, it's here for you. Now, um, but you know, if you want to show appreciation, 
uh, stars and reviews on whatever app you're listening to, uh, preferably the Apple app, podcast app that comes on all of our iPhones. You go on there, hit the stars, and write a review. Leave me a recipe. I love, like, just go in there and copy and paste your favorite recipe um, and leave it. You don't even have to type anything. You don't even have to say, Keisha's great. No, you just be like, here, Keish. I want you to have this family recipe. I will I will screenshot that and make your recipe, and then I'll talk about it. How's that? Uh, I am getting close to 2,000 likes on Facebook, and when I hit that number, whenever that is, uh, that person will receive a free general reading and by email, okay? Um, private, personal, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, there I am. I'm done. Enjoy the sex tarot that is to follow these. I got to listen back. I know I know two of them are really good and I got to listen to the drunk ones, make sure they're um make sure they're they're safe for release. Uh so enjoy those for your weekend and I will should be back on Sunday with Taurus uh season reading and generals for the um elements okay and then we'll be doing other stuff all right okay all right sorry about these long ones here we go enjoy